Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. I am your host, Dave Johnson, Mr. Southeast Iowa. And thank you to Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, as we present another episode of Iowa's History. Rich, uh, Henshaw Trailers, Richland, Iowa. If you need a horse trailer, a stock trailer, you need an enclosed trailer, you need to move your equipment, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa will get it done. Now, Thanks, Inshaw Trailer Sales, uh, putting on this show. We are able to talk to Brent Inski of the Keokuk National Cemetery. Welcome to the program, Brent. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on today. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, where your museum is and if you have a website or anything. A lot of people like to follow along. They'll, they'll look at the website, you know, so they can kind of uh, check it out as they listen to what you're saying. Oh, certainly. I'll give you a little bit of history about the uh, Keokuk National Cemetery itself. And we do have a couple websites and a couple other little bits of information that we can cover as well. I'll start with the history portion. So we like to call Keokuk the hidden gem of the Midwest. The Keokuk National Cemetery was originally a part of Oakland City Cemetery until the city of Keokuk donated the land to the U.S. government in the mid-19th century. In 1908, when the frontier post of Fort Yates, North Dakota, was abandoned, the remains buried at this post-cemetery were reinterred here at the Keokuk National. It's located at the confluence of the Des Moines and Mississippi rivers, making uh, Keokuk an ideal hub for the transportation of produce for the Civil War. The first Civil War facility in Iowa was Camp Ellsworth, where troops were mustered as early as May 1861. As the war progressed, five Army hospitals were established in the Keokuk-Lee County area to care for sick and wounded soldiers from the war. Keokuk National Cemetery was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1997, and in 2019, the NCA, or National Cemetery Administration, created the Veterans Legacy Memorial, which that's something we can cover a little bit later on in the program as well. Uh, that online site honors more than 4.3 million veterans interred in over 155 VA National Cemeteries. Uh, the National Cemeteries also help and support uh, locally funded state uh, cemeteries as well. I know we have one right up there just south southwest of uh, Des Moines. You'll see a lot of the same headstones, a lot of the same processes, uh, SOPs, statements of seizures, everything. You'll see that covered as well. Uh, so they pretty well reflect exactly what we do here. So Keokuk has 15 acres. Of that, we have a little over 6,200 veterans, dependents, and eligible children interred in those grave sites for a total of 4,750-plus grave sites maintained here at the Keokuk National Cemetery. Well, Keokuk, Iowa is a tremendously important uh, part of the history of Iowa, uh, one of the places where Iowa really was really important to, to getting started. You had a couple, uh, you had Mark Twain had lived there for a little while. Uh, the, Abe Lincoln had su- appointed a Supreme Court justice uh during his administration from Keokuk, Iowa, uh, they could say, tell us about the Civil War and uh, what what was going on with Keokuk, Iowa in, in that time. And then talk about how that enveloped into you guys being one of the first 14 uh, national cemeteries. All right. Well, if you thinking back all the way to the Civil War, they didn't even have cars at the time. It's kind of mind blowing to think about it. Uh, being that Keokuk was located right at the hub of the Des Moines and Mississippi River. It was a very ideal hub for the transportation of soldiers as well as uh, goods during the support of the war effort. 
Uh, Q was the perfect spot for them to uh, launch, use the Mississippi River, come up and down, bring everything they needed to. So uh, we actually, Keokuk became the first, one of the, you mentioned the original 14. Keokuk was the first uh, national cemetery located west of the Mississippi. I've got a little list here as well. Uh, Alexandria, Virginia, that was one of the original 14. We have one in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, Camp Butler, I've been there multiple times. That's located right over in Springfield, Illinois, another gorgeous cemetery. The guys do a great job taking care of it. Uh, we have Cypress Hill in Brooklyn, New York, uh, Danville in Kentucky, Fort Leavenworth in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, and we also have Fort Scott in Fort Scott, Kansas. Both of those came in a little after Keokuk. Uh, we have Keokuk itself, and we actually had the first burial take place in 1861 in Keokuk. Uh, and then they've got Loudoun Park in Baltimore, Maryland, Mill Springs in Nancy, New York, and the list goes on and on. Like I said, there's over 155 national cemeteries located throughout the United States. There's one in uh, Hawaii. I believe there's three in Alaska. I'd have to double check that one. And there's also one located down in Puerto Rico. Well, it's uh, amazing that Keokuk, Iowa was on par with all these cities like Baltimore and Brooklyn and uh, Annapolis, Maryland, you know, I mean, that, that must've been how, how big and important Keokuk was uh, out here on what would have been the Western frontier. Absolutely. And I believe I heard at one time that uh, Keokuk, Iowa was actually larger than, had a larger population than Chicago at one point in time. Well, that doesn't surprise me, uh, but it is, uh, you know, uh, so, you, you mentioned the first burial. What, who was the first burial? And then uh, it probably was a, a, a steady stream of burials uh, during the Civil War. Yes, sir. So we actually have almost 500 uh, veterans for the Confederates and the uh, Union portion or Union soldiers interred as well here. Um, they have had, you will notice that uh, there is some Union mixed in with the Confederate because identification of remains was difficult at best during the 1860s some confederate soldiers were reburied in national cemeteries unintentionally as union soldiers confederate prisoners of war were often interred in confederate sections within national cemeteries so we work a lot with the uh, history department as well and uh, a local gentleman we had here terry altide he was a great guy he used to be the uh, chaplain for the american legion post 41. he worked uh, hand in hand with the history department and they'd actually uh, researched and studied each and every individual grave at the Keokuk National Cemetery. They found a lot of good, real, uh, really good material. And they also uh, discovered that there was a couple of corrections that had to be made. So we now have uh, five Union soldier stones here at the Keokuk National. Well, that, that is fascinating. Let's, let's stay here on the, let, let's take a few minutes to talk about the Civil War era and what was going on at the cemetery, and uh, tell us, you know, why why there would be Confederate and uh, Union troops buried in the same cemetery. Well, one of the key things we have here, we actually have a block from one of the five Keokuk hospitals that were located here in Lee County during the Civil War. Uh, a lot of the injured soldiers would be brought up via boat to the hospitals and taken care of here in the Lee County area, and then those that uh, didn't make it or passed away, then they would in turn be interred here at the National Cemetery. So during the Civil War, the river was a huge viaduct. It was, it was very important during the fight. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was one of the keys to the to who controlled the Mississippi River was was to win in the war, I believe. Oh, absolutely. And then uh, Keokuk itself. Uh, I would I would highly encourage folks to come down and visit. And I know it's a little bit of ways away from everything else, but I would highly encourage them to come down not only visit the National Cemetery but visit the uh, the tourism building as well. They have a lot of great, rich historical information there. That uh, I think somebody would make a good weekend trip out of it. They'd love to see it. We have uh, the beautiful bluff at Rand Park, um, the National Cemetery. You see a lot of old historical buildings downtown on Main Street itself as well. Uh, I think I think somebody can make a really good weekend out of it. Plus, you can't turn down that beautiful view of the Lock and Dam that we have here as well. I believe it's a, is it a 38 or a 39 foot drop in the Mississippi. I think it might be the the biggest drop in the Mississippi for all the locks and dams. Well, that's quite a step down. Uh, yeah, the, the Keokuk, it's a beautiful place with a rich, rich history and a, a lot going on. Plus, there's a lot of uh, modern, you know, a lot, a, quite a bit of modern businesses and things that have a lot there, uh, some, uh, similar to what you'd see in Iowa City uh, right on the Main Street. A lot of investment in uh, in Keokuk. But uh, how many uh, Civil War area ballpark graves do you think there are there oh i would say we have a little over uh 500 that'll be section a section b and section c you'll find a lot of those located through there uh just just taking a good walk through the cemetery itself on the eastern portion that's right off of 18th street that is a wonderful start uh there's a lot of rich history over there section d you'll find a lot of uh world war ii mass graves from maybe planes going down or vehicles uh, so forth, but um, you'll find a lot of great rich history. And if you come out to the cemetery, we've always got a great locator. Uh, you'll be able to type in any name, you know, pick pick a last name from your family heritage, and kind of go from there. You may find somebody that you didn't know you were related to, and uh, print that right off. Go over to the older portion, the eastern portion, and you'll be able to walk right through the headstone and uh, get a good idea. See see if any names pop up that that are familiar to you. So were there some maybe Civil War bodies that were interned somewhere else or maybe discovered uh, years later that were posthumously brought to that cemetery? Uh, there, there certainly could have been. And uh, one thing I've learned a lot from uh, Terry, the late Terry Altai, he's unfortunately passed this time, but uh, uh, one great thing I learned from him, and not only just in Lee County, Iowa itself, but all the way across the Midwest, there's a lot of smaller private cemeteries where they'll have uh, – uh, Confederates or Union soldiers buried as well. Yeah, I know there's there's a lot of Confederate uh, uh, troops buried at cemeteries all around uh, all around uh, Southern Iowa. Anyway, so tell me about uh, what would the next conflict have been that would have started to uh, produce some uh, uh, graves in at your cemetery? Oh, we've we've got a kind of a broad spectrum spectrum of everything from the Spanish American War. Uh, Civil War, World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam. Um, we do have a couple from uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. It's a really broad spectrum. Anybody that's determined eligible, uh, their military service is determined eligible by the uh, National Scheduling Office in St. Louis. Uh, they have the right to not only be buried at the Keokuk National Cemetery, but any national cemetery across the United States. So we, we have families come all the way in from, uh, say, you know, the... They grew up, raised here in the Lee County area, but they moved away. But then uh, once they pass away, their family comes back and 
has them interred in their final resting place here at Keokuk. Well, let me ask you that. Why would somebody want to be buried there? Is it because uh, do most of them have a connection to Iowa? Yes. Yeah, I've seen a, a lot of local as well as uh, we hear a lot from the families themselves. Uh, we we take great care of it. It will be what they call a perpetual care. So every year we go through, uh, we do raise and realign for the headstones, make sure if they've tilted or moved a little bit, we'll uh, line them back up. We do a fine-tune line once a year where every headstone corrected, say if it's sunken a little bit to the left or right. Uh, we clean all the headstones. We come through, mow, we keep the grass uh, just looking as pristine as possible. Uh, I know we referred to it a little bit earlier, that dress right dress uniform uniformity that the military instills and that all their soldiers, uh, we keep that and carry it along as well to uh, keep the area as pristine as possible. Well, I was able to tour it. I drove through uh, not too long ago and uh, it, the the, grave, the stones look very similar to me to the ones in France, you know, that you see on television, you know, uh, for the D-Day guys. And uh, it looks like that same caliber of, of cemetery, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. We have a, they have a pretty good uniformity across the board. There is a, a couple of cemeteries, the national ones you'll go to. You'll see uh, uh, granite flat markers. Uh, some of them will have the uh, little plaque or emblem located on the front of it as well. We have mostly the upright uh, marble headstones here. And those actually, they surprised some folks, they're 42 inches tall and they weigh a little over 240 pounds apiece. Well, I was looking uh, through there, and you had some uh, statues and some uh, memorials that were kind of uh, of note. Could you talk about some of that? Oh, certainly. Um, so I would say one of our biggest ones is we do have one Medal of Honor recipient, Specialist Thorsten. He's buried in Section D. He was actually awarded the Medal of Honor for his actions down in the Philippines. He attacked a couple uh, machine gun nests. We have a nice print out here right in the office, so if anybody does stop in, uh, we're always here Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 4. We'd be more than happy to uh, take them out and show them where that, that grave site is specifically. Uh, we do have a very large, you'll see a about 35, almost 40-foot tall uh, statue or monument over on the eastern portion. That was dedicated in the 1930s by the Women's Auxiliary to all the unknown uh, soldiers buried throughout the U.S. Yeah, that's, I'm looking at it on the website here. It's a really beautiful uh, and very picturesque. I remember vividly seeing that as I drove through there. just thought that was really spectacular. Uh, now, tell me about this specialist that, uh, that uh, uh, received the Medal of Honor. Well, Specialist Thorson, he was only, I believe, 23 to 24 years old. And uh, he was with his unit. Uh, they were going across the Philippine Islands during World War II, fighting their way across, and we both know that was that was a grueling fight for those veterans. They they really went above and beyond what they could to, to fight for our country. Um, he actually attacked, I believe, it was two machine gun nests. Uh, part of his unit was retreating, and he went ahead on uh, without them and attacked the second one, saving multiple lives. And then, uh, unfortunately, when the unit caught back up to him. He was mortally wounded and did not make it, but he is interred here at the Keokuk National, where we take care of his grave as well as everybody else as the best we can. And you'll see his headstone. It picks out really good because it'll have gold lettering in it. All the lettering in there will have a, a gold tint to it. 
Well, that that is a, an incredible story of bravery and uh, dedication above and beyond the call of duty, I would have to say, which is a basically, you know, pick a grave. You know, they're all men of character like that, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. So uh, tell me uh, something else interesting about the museum, about the, the cemetery. Oh, boy, where, where do we even start? We just had something that, something new they started a couple years ago. It's called the Veterans Legacy Memorial. This would be a good website for folks to uh, hop onto and see. So what it is, is the nation's first digital platform dedicated entirely to the memory of more than 3.7 million veterans interred in VA National Cemeteries uh, across the U.S. to honor the service and sacrifice of those veterans. Uh, it was launched in 2019. Uh, VLM now allows families, friends, and others to post tributes, comments, images, documents, and other biographical information to the veteran page. But it's a great news source that uh, the family can be able to get on, use that, and then, um, like I said, they can add a little bit on there for their loved ones or a relative that they know is interred either at Keokuk or any of the other 155 national cemeteries. The website for that is www dot va dot gov slash remember like i said you'll be able to go on there you can post a tribute post photos uh one big thing i would I'd certainly love to advocate would be to add any historical information that the family may have uh to each individual one uh, the legacy of the veteran never dies we keep carrying that legacy on with them not only throughout taking care of the grounds itself but working with the family and keeping the shrine status that we shoot for um, at every national cemetery. Yeah, that'll just be another big part of it, uh, a way that we can memorialize all that they've done and all the sacrifices they've made for this country. Well, that, uh, you mentioned the, the Keokuk American Legion, and it was a, a gentleman I talked to that was a member of that that was uh, somewhat of a cornucopia of, of information, at least enough to get me really interested in it. And then a, I, I stopped off and drove through, and then he, uh, he gave me your name, and we got a hold of you to do this interview. But uh, you still, to this day, uh, do a lot of uh, funerals, and uh, they seem to be kind of uh, an important volunteer organization for you. Oh, I, I can't tell you how grateful we, we are for what they do. Uh, those guys, the old guys in the American Legion Post 41, I'm actually a member as well. I go down to their meetings. It's every third Tuesday of the month at 6 p.m., uh, they're right off there off of Main Street. You'll actually see them. Uh, they redid the front of their building in red and white tin to reflect an American flag. It looks great. Next time you're in town, you'll have to come look at that. But, yeah, the uh, American Legion Post 41, uh, they're the main group that will come in. And uh, I know a lot of listeners, maybe some of them have been to a military funeral before where they'll see uh, the Legion lined up and they'll do the 21-round salute during the service itself. Uh, those guys from American Legion Post 41, they do a great job. I mean, it's, it's good old Midwest weather. You'll get everything from 105 degrees with 90% humidity all the way down to the winter time. It'll be negative 10 and wind and snow will just be blowing. And those guys come out and they'll, they never miss a beat. They come out and uh, help honor the veteran by giving the 21 round salute for the family. So they, I, I can't even begin to tell you how much they do for the community itself and how intertwined they are with them. They do a great job. Hey, they even come out for uh, some of our big ceremonies, the 
Memorial Day. That one's coming up. I'm sure we'll be able to talk about that here in a minute. Uh, they do the Veterans Day. That's the, I think, November 11th. We'll do that every year. Uh, they come out and support the Reef Cross America. Really just a great group, group all around. That uh, They're very, very entwined within the community, and they do a lot of outreach, not only uh, assisting us with the veterans' burials, but also uh, helping the local community. So, yeah, again, I can't tell you how much, how thankful we are for all the volunteer work that those guys do. Well, what about the, uh, you mentioned some of these events. Tell me what, what it would be like to, what would I be seeing if I came to some of the events that you described, or maybe some other events would be a great time for someone to visit? Oh, certainly. So our big one coming up, that's going to be the uh, 2022 Memorial Day Ceremony. That'll take place May 30th at noon on the eastern portion of the National Cemetery. Uh, we try to shoot for either every Sunday or Monday of Memorial Day weekend itself. Uh, if you just happen, you or one of the listeners just happen to make it out, uh, not only will they see a bunch of small American flags on every single grave, but they'll also have the McNamara Band will come out, they'll play. Uh, we'll have a couple guest speakers. I know the mayor, Kathy Mahoney, uh, she'll be able to make it in. Uh, some other dignitaries. We're still kind of locking down who exactly can make it, but uh, hopefully we try to get at least a few dignitaries. Uh, we'll have a benediction. Uh, we'll have all the benches set out and everything, so that way folks can come in, see the ceremony itself, and I highly support and encourage them to uh, walk the grounds while they're here, too, so that way they can uh, not only just see one of their loved ones that may be interred here, but look at every single stone and see all the service and sacrifice that's been made by our veterans for the country. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? Anything else that, uh, and, and also want to let our listeners know, you can pretty much stop by. What are the hours there where there'd be somebody? Oh, yes, sir. We're here Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., excluding the federal holidays. Um, we're always happy to help. We've got a couple golf carts here. We love, if anybody has any issues, uh, maybe any mobility issues trying to get out to the grave site, we do have, I'm sure you saw it when you were here, we have a lot of hills. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Keokuk, Iowa, uh, for certain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got a, a golf cart here if they ever need any help getting to a grave site. Or if they just want to stop in, we'll be more than happy to tell them a little bit about the cemetery, show them some of the areas. Uh, we do offer uh, in-ground casket uh, interment as well as cremation. And we just recently had, two years ago, uh, signed over an above-ground columbarium, which can uh, hold a little over 520 cremated remains. Though they're a little bit smaller than niche, uh, niche cover, they call it, the stone itself. But it'll still have all the same information inscribed on there. So. Absolutely. If anybody wanted to come out, uh, we're always here Monday through Friday, 730 to 4. And Memorial Day weekend, we'll have uh, employees on site all weekend as well to not only assist with uh, any floral arrangements that folks would like to place out, but any questions they may have as well. Yeah, that is that is a fantastic uh, opportunity. And you have a visitor center there too? Uh, yes, they can just come right into the front office here. I've got all sorts of good literature for them, uh, everywhere from VA benefits, books to a little bit of the history of some of the gravesites here like i uh, referred to earlier we got section d there's a couple mass graves out there i'll just pick one one right off the top here uh the section d grade 81 it was the 58th bombardment wing it looks like there was full of seven soldiers all u.s army air force that went down together in a plane 
uh, like I said, tons of history, a lot of rich history. I always invite them to come out, walk the ground. Uh, and if they ever have any questions, we're always here to help them. Well, and you, you just keep the place in such immaculate condition. How hard is that? And what kind of, what kind of uh, outstanding staff do you have that, that takes care of this grave and these grounds in such an immaculate condition? Well, we have, uh, actually, thank you for touching on the staff portion there. I think that is uh, uh, one of the key things that really helps us. Everybody that works here at the Keokuk National Cemetery is a veteran themselves. Uh, so we have an extra bit of respect when it comes to not only serving the families, but taking care of our fellow brethren. Um, make sure that the cemetery not only looks pristine, but if any issues arise whatsoever, we're always here to assist and help. Uh, we have Sean Lass, he's an Army veteran. We have Sean Phillips, uh, one Marine veteran. Uh, myself, I was in the Army. Uh, Jake Schaefer was also in the Army, so we out we outnumbered the Marine guy. We got three to one. <laughs> well, uh, I'll throw my Army veteran in there, so you can. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can lean the teeter totter even further. Uh, there we go. <laughs> well, we've been talking to Brent. Uh, is it Islick? Inski, yes, sir. Brent Inski. Uh, he's the director of the Keokuk, uh, Iowa National Cemetery. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. We just got a couple minutes left. Is there anything else that we could uh, talk about for a couple minutes that would make it just a little bit more interesting? Oh, certainly. I know uh, there's one question that I get a lot of times. Uh, folks will say, you know, hey, how do I find out if I'm eligible to be buried in a national cemetery? Uh, and I always encourage them, feel free to stop in. We have something called the VA Form 40 one zero 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 seven. What that is is an application for pre-need determination of eligibility for burial in any VA national cemetery. Uh, if the veteran or maybe dependent, uh, if they do have a copy of the discharge paperwork, that would be perfect to bring with as well. We'd be more than happy to sit down and help them fill out the forms and get everything sent in. Uh, that way, they can get an answer back and uh, find out if they if they are in fact uh, eligible. One of the big things is uh, being that when a veteran is determined eligible, the uh, there's no cost incurred to them or the family for the headstone, uh, for the uh, government liner, the vault itself, the internment process itself, or the perpetual care. None of that costs the family anything. Those are all benefits that have been earned by the veteran through his military service to our country. Well, on behalf of everyone that appears on Round Guy, the podcast, and all of our listeners, Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all that you do in this noble effort to preserve our history and uh, take care of our fallen veterans. It is a pleasure to know that someone like you is in charge of uh, this cemetery that's a national treasure. And uh, we sure thank you and appreciate you participating in this program today. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And like I said, uh, we're always here. We're more than happy to help anybody that has any questions. Uh, or anything, we're always here Monday through Friday at 7.30 to 4. And uh, our phone number here is 319-524-5193. Feel free to call us. If we miss your call, we'll uh, give you a call back just as quick as we get back in. Well, once again, we want to thank uh, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, for helping present this look at Iowa history and uh, all they do to service the area and the community. And if you need any kind of a trailer, uh, Corwin Henshaw is the guy to talk to. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Round Guy Radio with news you can use that won't give you the blues. Thanks for listening.